Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Espookanati Podcast. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, see what I did there? Nice <laughs> play in words. No stranger to plays of words here on the Asuminati podcast, where we are bringing you a spooktacular edition of yeah. the show. It is October, yeah. October 2021. Let's spook it up a little bit, huh? Let's we've had do some, this. we've had some fun dipping into some conspiracies and some controversies with the Denver International Airport, the Georgia Guidestones. We hope you like those episodes, the topics that we hit. We're going to bring you something a little bit more local this week. And this month, we'll see how many local more we can legends. hit. Ooh, some local legends. Some urban Bring legends, urban close. myths. Legendary. You can call them controversies, uh, conspiracies. We'll let you be the judge. Maybe we'll give you a few fun places to visit as well. Uh, I hope for so. Something fun. something fun to do other than curbs. Date night. Jack-o'-lanterns. Go on a date night. Well, let's go old school. It is a local legend. It's a local place of interest. This happens to be one of the oldest places in the state. We're going to take you to the Salt Lake City Cemetery. Awesome. Yeah. Ooh, spooky. So what can you tell us about the Salt Lake City Cemetery, <clears throat> Matt? Introduce us to this place of interest. Sure. Yeah, Salt Lake City Cemetery is known as the most haunted cemetery in Utah. Ooh. Of all the cemeteries. And I happen to know that there's some pretty scary cemeteries in Utah. One just right up the street from me, and <laughs> one where my dad is buried. But Salt Lake City, most haunted cemetery in Utah. It's a beautiful place. It's large. It's 220 acres. Uh, it contains the graves of more than 125,000 people. Oh, wow. Graves date back to the mid 1800s. So there's a lot of people buried there. A lot of uh, history, and a lot of scary things and unexplained events happening there. So we can get into some of that, but just to kind of breeze through a few of those things, some people that have visited graves up in the Salt Lake City Cemetery have explained that they've seen uh, little children playing hide and seek in the gravestones and running around. Uh, they've seen uh, early what they term as pioneer, Mormon pioneers um, dressed in pioneer garb. Uh, you know, around the, the gravestones, women wearing uh, pioneer era clothing, they say. Um, cries of babies near family plots have been heard. Um, in the military section, some of the soldiers that are buried there uh, have been seen wandering through the cemetery dressed in their soldier gear. Crazy. So these are, these are firsthand accounts of what people have seen. Uh, among a few other things, we're going to get to two specific um, uh, graves and uh, things that are very specific urban legends tied to the Salt Lake, Cemetery, Salt Lake City Cemetery, but those are the, the main things. So it's known as, you know, the most haunted cemetery in Utah. The ghost of an old man walks along roads uh, that meander through the cemetery. People have said that they've seen, uh, if you drive through dusk, You'll see the old man walking along the road, but then he disappears as your car approaches. Um, stuff like that. So we'll get into a few other things. 
Um, was, he, uh, was he wearing a Walkman and some basketball shorts? Or was that just what we saw? <laughs> that was saw? the guy we saw. Oh, and so we'd like mm. to tell everybody, uh, the three of us here, as well as one of our friends, we had a morning, didn't we? One we for visit, breakfast. We visited a big old stack of pancakes and then the Salt Lake City Cemetery. I can't think of a better morning. It was magical. Yeah, it was beautiful. beautiful. Totally worth taking a day off. Go to the cemetery, get some breakfast. Nothing was, weird about no, that. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Nope. Great company. Totally legit. Quiet neighbors. Stack of yeah. pancakes. We saw a lot of people in that cemetery. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Like you said, 200 yeah. and some odd acres, right? It's not it, real easy to find a certain keep, grave there. It keeps going. And I, I have family I have family buried there. My wife has family buried there. We've been there for funerals or visiting graves and 220 acres. 220 <laughs> acres with over a hundred thousand graves, right? So there's 125,000 people. Wow. So in more and more than Salt Lake City. Just well, it's really in the avenues, right? So is that downtown. considered downtown? downtown? Okay. Downtown. I mean, anything away from me is downtown. <laughs> anything city, outside of 500 downtown. people is a downtown, a big city. Honey, big I'm city. going into the city to mess with some graves. I mean, that mm-hmm. I, big city nights for Robert, baby. Yeah, let's get out on the town. And the yeah, I know the the look on my wife's face when I told her what we were doing. It was actually a look of excitement. This is a. a what we're about to talk about that the graves that we will focus on the 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 ones that we found interesting are our local legends that that have been passed down from generation to generation kids in the area especially pass those uh those stories on to each other they know these stories well one of these graves is super popular the other one i think is still well known but we'll, 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 uh, we'll yeah i mean i didn't grow up in salt lake and I'd never heard about this stuff till you guys okay. told me about it. Cool. So, I mean, it was pretty cool to hear about. Right on. Okay. So let's start with our first point of interest within the Salt Lake City Cemetery. So this is probably the most famous grave there. And that's saying something. That that grave site or that, that cemetery is full of all of the who's who of Utah. You want to talk about any influential politician, businessman, or woman, they're buried there, most likely. Uh, that some of the again, a who's who, it's an important of, place of Utah history. Are it's like the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame <laughs> of Utah. <laughs> it really is. They get your star up there. Yeah, wow. they have a map at the, the Sexton's office <laughs> to tell you all the important graves. And as and they was, give tours, right? Don't they give tours? As I was googling it, there are people who do this privately, and I think. You can schedule a tour with with the. the That's what we should have done, guys. Maybe we'll. Well, I have to say, like when we pulled in, and there was that school bus, and I joked that the kids were on a field trip. They probably were. Well, (laughs) in reality, I thought the bus driver was just killing time, you know, until he had to pick kids up. And then we saw all these kids and their teachers walking back to the bus. Can you imagine going on a? Build trip to the Salt Lake City Cemetery. And like you mentioned, they've they've really diversified the shrubbery and the trees within that place. Maybe they're there like in an arboretum type field trip, seeing seeing the sights. Anyway, yeah, so it's a diverse place as far as what you can see. It's a beautiful place. It overlooks the city, the valley. Mm-hmm. On a, a nice hill. And into a lot it's of people, gorgeous. It's, it's the creepiest place you can go, apparently, uh, according to some of these accounts. So let's focus on the first grave site, the first of two that we'll focus on. 
This is what's known as Emo's Grave. Emo. So, yeah, so what, Robert, can you, what can you tell us about Emo? Who was got, this man? person? Yeah, so Emo's Grave um, is the, the burial site. Well, not burial because he wasn't actually buried there, but it's uh, the mausoleum for Jacob Moritz. And Jacob, he was born in Germany in 1849. He immigrated to the United States um, in 1865. He was 16 at the time. Um, when he came to the United States, he spent some time in New York City, um, where he worked at a brewing company. He then moved to St. Louis, where he worked for Anheuser-Busch. Then he decided he wanted to become a miner and somehow made his way to Montana. Um, not sure if he just didn't, you know, like digging holes or wasn't successful at finding things. But eventually, he made his way to Salt Lake City. And that's really where, like, he made his mark. Um, Would you say he, that he was a major miner? Was he really into <laughs> it? I, I don't know. I don't think so because he didn't continue on with it. Huh. Um, but anyways, he came to Salt Lake City in 1871. That's where he opened Little Montana Brewery, um, taking his experience from previous um, brewing. And within just a few years, he became really successful. And his brewery became the um, one of the largest breweries um, in the Western United States. So important dude. Um, he spent almost 40 years in Salt Lake City. Um, and I mentioned that his bureau became quite large. It was the largest outside of Milwaukee. What was he brewing? Just beer? <laughs> That's what it's like a right? hundred thousand barrels a year yeah. that's what that guy was pumping out and that's back in the day that's got to be that would have had to be pretty tough it's nuts i'm showing some well-known brewers in the area yeah, yeah so this this article says uh you went to brewing company and utah brewers cooperative mm -hmm. combined to produce about thirty thousand thirty thousand barrels of beer annually so it's pretty big sold um his beer throughout utah idaho arizona colorado wyoming um, it even made it to parts of california and he also owned 36 saloons so like this guy was intense he was like the budweiser horses of this time <laughs> so um so pretty cool um and then in 1889 he got married. That seems like a really long time for a bachelor running a brewery, um, especially in Utah. Um, I was single till the age of 27 in Utah and looked at as quite odd. Um, so I can only imagine how he was looked upon. Um, but married this lady from Hawaii. Um, she then came to Salt Lake. Um, they were both very active in the Jewish community. Um, Let's see what else. He was very involved in Utah politics um, with the Liberal Party. Interesting how that played out in conservative Utah. And despite the fact that he made his fortune um, in this production and sale of alcohol, um, he was involved in less popular liberal politics. Um, 
he was embraced by the Utah's Mormon population. They loved the guy. And so he was extremely popular. He was well-liked. And then later in life, the dude got kind of sick. And so he decided he wanted to go back to Germany. Um, but that's where he died due to the effects of lung and stomach cancer. And while he was in Germany, his wife and his siblings, they were present when he died. He was at the age of 61. And none of that has anything to do with Emo's grave for the most part, other than it's his. Uh, but this is where the legend begins. Um, so according to a newspaper article that announced his death, um, his wife had chosen to have him cremated, probably um, easier to transport back. I mean, who wants to haul a corpse from Germany back to Utah? Um, and, and her intention was to have him put in the Jewish section of the Salt Lake City Cemetery. There's a mausoleum built there. Um, it is quite impressive. And his remains were, were put in there. And so that's really Jacob Moritz and how the, the mausoleum came to be. Yeah, thank you for all that info, Robert. This is Jacob E. Moritz's uh, mausoleum gravesite. E. Moritz, emo, emo, emo. Say it one more time. Emo. All right. Epa. Emo. 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 <laughs> emo. Emo. Not to be short for emotional, it was a part of his name. Now, you wouldn't find that on the actual gravesite, as you can see from the pictures. It is a Moritz grave with a big M emblem. People have vandalized this site several times. So what you would find today if you were to visit the site is actually a big old metal plate, I guess you could say, covering what was a hole in this month. So we'll show pictures of before and after here. We visited the site. We found it eventually based <laughs> on some, uh, some articles that we, <laughs> that we and found. And a lot of driving. A lot of driving. I had visited it, uh, visited it, it, it about 10 years ago. So my memory was fuzzy on where to find it. And I remember pre-plate, so before they boarded it up, before the plate was put on. And it was kind of a creepy looking hole. It had a little vase, vase. Uh, what do you call those things? An urn? Is that what I'm looking for here? An urn. Yeah. <laughs> An urn. It's like what you do every day. Ah, I got an urn. Oh, wait, it's spelled differently. Yeah, a little bit. Slightly. Now, by the time I saw it 10 years ago. All right, ago, it's your urn. By the time I saw it 10 years ago, it, it was the replacement urn because the original urn was vandalized, broken uh, before I saw it generations ago, probably generations, years ago. Now, here's the legend, or at least here's what people have passed down from generation to generation to their kids and their kids is at night, you walk backwards around this mausoleum, this grave site, and recite the words emo, emo, emo. So you're walking backwards three times. You then stare into the middle of this hole, of this, this window, if you will, and you will see a creature or a ghost with red eyes staring right back at you. That sounds creepy. 
Now, I believe some, totally people, creepy. some people like candles. They wait until Halloween. They wait until certain dates to do this. But usually it's at dark. Usually it's three times around the grave. They recite emo. They look in and they see something. Now, when I was there without the plate, uh, I could see where maybe a reflection would catch the light of a candle or a flashlight. And maybe you could be, be tricked into seeing something there. But Matt, you did it in the broad daylight. I did. And I did it when I was a teenager. I just don't remember exactly uh, That's what's what happened. Wrong. That's what's wrong with you. Oh, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. a lot. There's a lot more than that. <laughs> That's a no, different, but, uh, po- different podcast. <laughs> back in the mid 90s. Yeah, some friends and I went up there. We had a whole night of things uh, that we did up in Salt Lake. And that was part of it. Um, and and I heard the the legend was a little bit different. So we maybe did it wrong. And maybe that's why nothing really transpired but um we we went up there pre uh you know pre uh metal whatever they've got up there now and so you could see in there and stuff and it was a little creepier for sure (laughs) you know it was kind of our night of thrills as a teenager back in the day um but we circled the thing around uh front ways you know we didn't go backwards and and so maybe we did it wrong and that's why we didn't conjure emo's spirit to come visit or anything but i've heard a lot of my friends that actually have you know allegedly seen uh faces and eyes and that kind of thing and so you know who knows what to believe or what maybe. what was being consumed before that maybe. you never know so just maybe saying you see what you want to see huh yeah maybe. it's been around for a long time i mean i'm old we've firmly discussed and established this fact but back in the mid 90s that was still a thing and it's still a thing now people are are doing it and then when we went up there the other day i just thought i'd try my luck one more time went around the uh the thing three times and repeated emo's name and you know nothing with a but belly we were full, in the middle of the day so with a belly full of pancakes i i doubt we were going to mm-hmm. conjure any spirits other than the nah. ones we were we were creating so it did make me need to go to the bathroom though yeah that's a large that cemetery it's a large cemetery and he got his revenge on us he got us and he's still brewing up controversy <laughs> ah, you there you know so, what I'm so really what, what what's the opinion here um uh some of the articles i read as recent as this year as as this last year some people have tried recently to perform this ritual on halloween night but security is on to everybody's gig or, or shtick so they won't so, l- allow you up there on halloween right, night or so what sec- security is tight in that cemetery period from what it sounds huh. like so nobody get in trouble don't don't, don't try this you gotta sneak up there emo's home what are you guys doing on the 31st um, trick or treating definitely busy that night my candy. so ever since they boarded it up ever since they riveted a metal plate covering the hole uh, the new legend is you still light the candle. You still walk three times around backwards, but now you'll see a ghost around the grave with red eyes. So now you got to look close for something circling or coming after you. Hmm. So that's, that's the new, improved, adjusted legend. Interesting. Yeah. The adapted version. So it'll live on. I think generations, right? I think it'll just keep going. Emo's grave. That's a local Utah legend. Yeah, for you know, sure. Teenagers love to scare their dates. It's fun. So, yeah. yeah, it is. I fun. think that's where it originated from. 
Creepy. Anything to add? No, just not as creepy as the next one. I don't know. They have lots of trees. Okay, lots of trees. And no bathrooms. Oh, they do just in the middle, which is like a mile. There was a bathroom in the middle. Yeah, with. I had to go the other day. And I told you where it them. was. I told you where it was. I guys... thought you were totally joking. Yeah, they looked nice too. They were right there in the middle. I and, really uh, had to go. They had water fountain and. Uh, I will just say I lit it up for the poor Costco boy. Are you swishing? There we go. I'm swishing you would stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was, <laughs> that was pretty good. I got a lot more where that came from, Brandon. Mm. Spooktacular. Spooktacular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you don't yeah. know me. Okay, you That's ready? A good impersonation. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Go ahead, man. <laughs> I'll get you, He-Man. All right. Okay, Skeletor. Thank you. Masters of the universe. You weren't the only one watching cartoons when you were uh, growing up Saturday morning. Yeah. Do they have cartoons in Beaver Dam? Mm -mm. We didn't have TV. Mm. You guys yeah. puppet puppet shows for each other while you eat your porridge. We had to use our own imaginations. <laughs> <laughs> imaginations. Yeah. 